The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Just in time for football season, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP100. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit. Use SGP100 to play, win and get paid at MyBookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Playbalto, the number one office pool hosting site. Playbalto is fully customizable, easy to manage, and most importantly, it's free. If you're running a football pool this season, make your life easy and do it on Playbalto. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and click the Playbalto link to sign up today. <laughs> Hey guys, this is the second EPL show of the season of the 2019-20 season here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting. It was a interesting week last week. All of the big three, shall we say, managed to win uh, Tottenham the least comfortably, having a difficult time against uh, Aston Villa, who pretty much capitulated inside the last 20 minutes. As soon as Tottenham got their equaliser, Villa led that game for large periods with an early goal. And uh, Man City and Liverpool, of course, looked really good. City looked the better, winning 5-0 at West Ham. They always comfortably win at West Ham. Really should have been the lock, that one. Uh, Really should have locked up um, City over two and a half goals that was actually an official play that was given out to lockbetting.com members if you want the official plays for this week head over to lockbetting.com we had a very successful weekend with our official plays there Um, we had a play on Manchester United we had a play on Manchester City over two two and a half goals we had a play on Liverpool and Salah to score we had Liverpool to score over two and a half team goals and to win Um, we also had um, Arsenal to win at evens at Newcastle so a decent weekend to start out with unfortunately didn't land the lock here were literally minutes from landing the lock seconds from landing the lock an 89th minute equaliser from Billy Sharp um I got some tweets saying that I how ironic that the player I criticised scored the guy. I didn't criticise Billy Sharp. I said, if that's all you have, then your chances of staying up are slim. And they are very reliant on Sharp. Surprisingly, he didn't start him last week and brought him on from the bench. It'd be interesting to see how many goals Sheffield United do score this season because they had chances at Bournemouth and, and didn't take them. And uh, what we can't overlook is how poor Bournemouth were themselves. So I'm expecting... Uh, Sheffield United to um, actually avoid a defeat again this week because it's their first home game. I'm actually expecting all the newly promoted teams who go home this week to avoid defeats because I think there'll be a very uh, euphoric atmosphere with all of them playing their home games in week two. But we'll cover that when we get to it. We'll start chronologically with Arsenal playing Burnley where Arsenal are the best price 16 to 17 favorites to win this game it's 5 to 1 the draw and it's 10 to 1 on Burnley this one you'd think would just be a very easy and comfortable automatic play on Arsenal but i'd be skeptical skeptical about giving that out officially because let's be honest we can we can all see Burnley um disrupting 
all the accumulators this weekend because you just know that the casual bettors are just going to pile on going Arsenal, 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 Arsenal. And if anybody's listened to my show for the last few years, you'll know that that doesn't really always work out. It's always a game like this that turns out to be a big banana skin. I think if you're going to take Arsenal to win, you're better off really doing it with uh, over two and a half match goals in this match, which will bring it up to even money. Um, it seems like an Arsenal win is going to be is going to be what happens here when based on what the statistics look like, uh, based on the previous head-to-heads between these two. But Burnley have seen at least three goals scored in seven of their last ten Premier League away games, and at each of their last nine away trips to the Big Six. So they're not just becoming this shut-up shop defensive team. I mean, I remember when they played Man United and they were two 0 up and ended up with a two-all. So it's for this reason I like the look of Arsenal to win an over two and a half goals. Um, and with Arsenal winning the last two matches against Burnley with a scoreline of 3-1, if that was to happen again, that would be great. In addition to that, um, looking at Aubameyang here at Fantasy, um, he's managed to score twice in his last two games against Burnley. So he likes scoring against them quite clearly. So that could be another way to go as well. But um, Arsenal's record at home is generally good and Burnley's record generally against Arsenal is bad Um, they've lost all of their last 10 competitive meetings against them which goes all the way back to 2010 and uh, they've won just one of their last 19 away games against Arsenal but as I said in the Premier League sometimes that doesn't matter because the more stats that you put behind something means the more and more people that will pile on it and uh, the more and more likely it is that that will be the game that becomes unstuck. It's just a very odd league. Um, I'm not in any way putting this in my lock consideration this week but it will be prom- it will be featuring in a parlay. I think the record is significant enough to suggest that but don't really be um, I wouldn't really be advocating Arsenal to nil or Arsenal on handicaps or any kind of um, onslaught here from Arsenal who let's not forget only scored one goal last week against Newcastle and um, at, at the time they scored it was against the run of play because Newcastle were very much getting into that game uh, towards the end of the first half and at the start of the second and Arsenal uh, when they got that goal yes they took firm control of the game and Newcastle ne- never really had a sniff after that it was a very good away performance and now Arsenal come home to a place where they are quite formidable it's their away form that will be the concern and the fact they picked up three points away last week is a very good start for them especially at Newcastle under a new manager and I know we talked about Newcastle being under turmoil and whatnot, but I don't think I had it as a 1-0 I think with Arsenal winning I expected um, the turmoil to reflect very negatively on the players and for Arsenal to go out and win that game more comfortably we were lucky to get away with the win there because Newcastle weren't that bad and um, although I don't fancy Newcastle this week I do think eventually they will pick up points and I don't have them in my um, in the conversation to go down uh, we may do another podcast in the middle of the year in terms of where we are with futures but as things stand my futures have gone out um, and there are actually some of official futures plays that, are, that have just gone out today at lockbetting.com European futures plays and uh, Premier League futures plays as well to go along with that five unit play on Sheffield United to be relegated to go along with that uh, five unit play on Atletico Madrid to win La Liga without Barcelona and Real Madrid so it's the without Barcelona and Real Madrid market that was given out in the European preview show I strongly recommend people go back and listen to that as well up next we're looking at uh, what the first newly promoted team that we're looking at Villa against Bournemouth where Villa are 7-5 favourites it's 29-11 to the draw 
and it's 28 to 13 on Bournemouth. Now, Bournemouth didn't look impressive last week at all. And here we have an instance of one of those newly promoted teams going home. I think Villa have this possibly the strongest home field advantage. So are rightfully favourites here. They have decent players. They've spent a lot of money in the window. Um, they've almost spent enough money to put them in the conversation I feel with the, with the quality players they've got with the likes of Bournemouth uh, and a Watford and teams of that nature where I don't think Villa are any worse I don't think Villa are any worse than a Watford I don't think they're worse than a Brighton I don't think they're worse than a Southampton I don't think that they're worse than a Palace because they're a good side that came through a difficult league they have a player like Jack Grealish who would get into all of these teams and would probably be in consideration to play for a top six uh, a top six side I think Wesley's a good sign as a striker they've tightened up at the back so I, I don't see this um, being a big obstacle for, for Villa actually um, I think that um, Bournemouth's away form last season was awful if we have a look at some of the stats to support this um Bournemouth lost 13 of their 19 away games last season while conceding at least twice in their last 14 on the road in the Premiership. So going to Villa Park as well, which will be a tough place to go. Uh, it's not like one of those championship stadiums. This is a big 40,000 seat ground, um, often used for tournament football. When we had Euro 96 way back, uh, Villa was one of the grounds that, that they used. So big history at Villa Park. Used to actually host semi-finals as well for the FA Cup. So I, I do fancy Aston Villa here. If you want to play it a bit safer, then I recommend taking the uh, the draw no bet market where you can get Aston Villa at a best price of 73 to 100. So you'll get 73 pound back off 100 if they do manage to win this game or you'll get your 100 back if it's a draw. Uh, that basically is only a, is, is only a bet that you can lose if Bournemouth end up uh, winning that game at Aston Villa, which I don't think is going to happen, given the poor away record and given the way that the two teams looked last week. Uh, Bournemouth cost us our lock last week, so I'm happy to fade them now. Up next, you have Brighton versus West Ham, where Brighton are 8-5 to favourites. It's 29-12 to the draw, and it's 2-1 to on West Ham. I think a lot of the pricing in this game is down to the fact that, with the exception of Manchester City, and Man United, Brighton were the most impressive team last week, winning 3-0 at Watford. And I've also noticed that people are sort of piling up on the Brighton defensive players like clean sheets are going to be a gift this season with the likes of Ryan and whatnot in goal. Um, West Ham at times looked okay against Manchester City, especially at, in the first 20 minutes or so. They put a lot of pressure on them and didn't look bad. But in the end, they just capitulated and got their usual results whilst chasing goals. Um, I would almost disregard that and say that the season for West Ham starts now so if you think West Ham are an impressive team with impressive signings and, and good players in general with a good manager then this is a pretty decent opportunity for you to bet West Ham as a as a two to one underdog in this match for me um, airing on the side of caution I would take West Ham here to avoid a defeat this season uh, to avoid a defeat this game and West Ham on the double chance is available at 3-5 to five. so if you put 100 on that you'll win 160 and I do think that they have the players to avoid a defeat at Brighton even though Brighton is uh, a difficult place to go 
I think West Ham are a, are, are a decent outfit with, with decent players and they certainly won't want the start they want they had last season where they lost the first four games were in relegation conversations before ended up being in um, top half conversations so it's a good turnaround last season for Pellegrini but they won't want to be in a situation where they want to turn around at all they will want to just get off to a better start disregard the first game go to a place like Brighton where they'll be expected to fare much better they also have very good travelling support my West Ham is a tra- my uncle is a, is a travelling West Ham supporter so um, I think West Ham would be a good underdog pick but definitely a, a good bet here for the double chance Everton versus Watford is next and uh, this is a game that came into lock potential just simply because Everton have spent a lot of money they're good at home and Watford looked very poor last week but as I said it's not always as simple as that. Watford still carry this overlying hatred towards their uh, ex-manager, Marco Silva. And yeah, the question really has to be asked. And the worrying thing for me is, can Watford really play that badly again? I don't think that they can. Um, I do think that they'll make a fist of it here. And I do expect Everton to win this game. Uh, they are available at three to four. The draw is available at 14 to five. And Watford are available at uh, four to one. Um, I don't like Watford at four to one. I do think that if this 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 portion, um, if, this, if this leg of any kind of accumulator does come crashing down, it, it loses because it will be a draw, not because Watford have gone and won at Everton. I do expect Watford to put up a decent performance here, though, and I'm worried enough about them having some sort of fight back to not lock up Everton. And for a few days um, at the start of this week, I pretty much singled this out as my lock, basically down to the fact that I thought Liverpool would be tired from the trip to Istanbul. I thought Tottenham would be tired, uh, sorry, Chelsea would be tired from their trip to Istanbul. I'm not convinced that Man United are going to win at a ground like Wolves where they lost two games last season and Manchester City versus Tottenham is just outside the realm that we can pick. So, I was confident about locking up Everton and um, just in the last few days that confidence has, has somewhat gone. So although I still like Everton, I can tell you that I will not be locking this one up. Up next, Norwich versus Newcastle. It's 11 to 8 on Norwich, 52 to 21 on the draw and 5 to 2 on Newcastle. Um, I like Norwich but I like Norwich again in the same way that I like Aston Villa and that's in terms of a draw, no bet market. Um, Norwich on that market are available at uh, best price of 31 to 50 uh, to win this game normally they're available at 5 to 4 23 to 10 to draw and 23 to 10 on Newcastle um, Newcastle could cause the upset here they do have better players uh, they did look okay against Arsenal so they do look defensively astute they could shut up shop and try and nick this however I'm just leaning towards all of the promoted teams uh, this week, especially the ones playing on Saturday, don't have wholehearted confidence in Sheffield United getting off with a win. I think that one for me is more so than avoiding a defeat. Let's just say I'm very confident that um, the home atmospheres will ensure that none of the newly promoted teams lose their first home games this week. I think that would be a more confident and definitive statement as opposed to actually picking them. So I think my uh, pick on Norwich here is not 
as strong as my pick on Aston Villa because whereas Aston Villa and Bournemouth have equal players and the advantage of Villa goes to the fact that they A, played better last week and B, they're playing at home and C, Bournemouth are poor away. There are no advantages here for Norwich other than the fact that they're playing on their home turf. They don't have better players than Newcastle and that could be, or even equal players to Newcastle and that in itself could be a deciding factor. Um, Southampton versus Liverpool we've seen Liverpool now off the back of um, playing extra time yesterday at a very backable 4-7 to seven. Southampton at 13-2 to two and the draw at 19-5 to five. Um, 3 o'clock on Saturday Liverpool playing coming back from Istanbul we saw that it didn't affect Chelsea too much playing on Sunday and then going to Istanbul for a Wednesday game but it really depends on what players Liverpool play they actually played a pretty full strength team and not many players really got a rest I imagine that they'll rotate three or four but the likes of Salah Mane are all likely to feature again um, Firmino didn't start so I imagine he'll definitely start this game um Again, I think Liverpool win, but like Arsenal, I'm not looking at one, two, three, four goals. I'm not looking at the same performance that we saw last week. In addition to that, much like... Um much like Watford, Southampton were a Premier League team who were embarrassed last week. They were defeated 3-0 at Burnley. They won't want to see any kind of similar result this week. And uh, I do think that they'll put on a much more respectable performance and will probably contain Liverpool in the early periods. However, the thing is, is that Southampton of years ago were a defensively built team from the back and more so a containing team Hassan Hootl was an attacking manager um, who didn't sign the big defender I think that Southampton really needed so they still haven't placed never replaced Virgil van Dijk and they will concede goals and inevitably they will concede goals here but I do fancy them to score one I think Liverpool are going to miss having Alisson in goal for those people that are loaded up with Liverpool defenders and I myself have a couple I don't think you're going to get a clean sheet again here and if you do it's going to be somehow because Southampton make a tactical decision to change as opposed to being the attacking team that they are. And I'm counting on Liverpool um, to win this game only if we get ourselves a, a attack versus attack minded uh, outing, which I'm which I'm counting on, which I do think Liverpool will win in the end, because despite the fact they're tired, I do think that they're able to score one more goal in Southampton. Up next, we go to Sheffield United versus Crystal Palace, where Sheffield United are 13 to 8 favourites. It's 23 to 10 the draw, and it's 21 to 10 on Crystal Palace. I'm surprised here that Sheffield United are this strong of favourites. I, I do like all the newly promoted teams, but if there's one that shouldn't have this kind of favouritism, it is Sheffield United because Crystal Palace are a decent side. They're better away than at home, despite the fact they have such good home support. Uh, but, the, but the home supporters, they travel to these away games. There's always a good Palace contingency at away games I don't think the supports are going to make much difference so I think it's going to be down to the quality on the pitch and Palace have better players in every position if this was game of the week this week which it isn't because it's Manchester City versus Tottenham and you can see the write up on sportsgamblingpodcast.com but if it was uh, I would barely be giving um, Sheffield United any players in a combined 11 it would be all Palace therefore again it lends itself to Palace being a very good underdog here at 21 to 10 I'm just um, automatically not going to back against any of the newly promoted teams at home this week but if I did this would be the one and this would be the situation because there are a lot of reasons here to like Crystal Palace I'm personally going for the draw here at 23 to 10 uh, there's no value in taking Sheffield United in the draw no bet market and there's certainly no value taking them on the double chance market I was expecting them to come into this game as an underdog 
on the basis that both teams drew last week and Palace have the better players, especially because Zaha's going to play, but we haven't got that, which does make Crystal Palace a live dog in this match. Up next, we have Chelsea versus Leicester, a game that I wish... Um, I could have locked up this week because I do think Chelsea are playing really well. Uh, they played well against Manchester United, which is hard to to almost understand when, because they lost 4-0 and they certainly played well in their defeat against Liverpool. However, um, they've not won any of those games. They lost the penalty shootout to Liverpool and they obviously lost to Man United. But I do think that if they put any pieces of those performances together, uh, they are good enough now to finally get the win that they deserve. The only problem I have with taking it as a lock is the fact that this team played 120 minutes in Istanbul. Now, if they put together the first half performance and they were beaten by a second half comeback by Liverpool, I'd be backing them here. I'm just very worried about the extra 30 minutes, especially with the likes of Kante, who was so important for, for Chelsea and he played so well. Uh, will he be able to recover in time? Uh, Pulisic looked Look good. Um, Giroud looked good. I think he could edge out Abraham for the for the starting spot. Um, the fullbacks looked good for Chelsea coming forward. I'm just wondering how tired they are. And without a doubt, if I had to pick anyone in this game, gun to my head, I would take Chelsea because they are due a win. Uh, they could have been 2-0 up against Man U and that's me being completely honest before Man United scored. And they certainly were the better team yesterday in the Super Cup without question and were very unlucky. I don't think they're going to be unlucky three times. And as I said, this was certainly in consideration for the lock um, I'm going to look out for comments and quotes and things of that nature about tiredness or whatever and um, and, and see if I do go with this as some sort of play over at lockbetting.com because I still like it I really like it in terms of what I've seen from Chelsea but situationally we have a team that travelled to Turkey going up against a team that had a week off and it's just a bad situation as much as I like Chelsea to break their duck here in this game I just can't lock it up for you guys but I want more time to think about if I will make this a play at this juncture so I'm not going to commit to anything now but if I had to Chelsea definitely they've looked really good in in large patches this season finally Wolves versus Manchester United where Wolves are the underdogs at 23 to 12 it's 12 to 5 the draw and it's 4 to 3 on Manchester United I think this is a big overreaction to the Man United performance a performance where as I said they could have been 2-0 down that would have very much changed the game I'm not sure if the players of the of the stomach and confidence yet to surmount uh, to amount a comeback from 2-0 down or even 1-0 down I think it would have really changed the game I think at that point a best case scenario would have been Man United possibly chasing a draw but in the end they did get the first goal and it was them that could capitalise on counter-attacks and, and tear Chelsea apart and I think that will be important again I think it's different to it's important to acknowledge the difference between Manchester United under Solskjaer and Man United under other managers because Against Paris Saint-Germain, which I think is the is the blueprint, um, they beat that team on the counter-attack. Against Chelsea, the first game of the season, they beat that team on a counter-attack. In the preseason, they won all their games and they mostly did it on a counter-attack. It was worrying for me, watching the Milan game, how much possession that Manchester United allowed them to have. But I think they're confident about when they do get the ball, that they're able to break with such unbelievable pace. And they do have that in their team. They do have James, they do have Martial, they do have Rashford, they do have Pogba, who despite the criticism he receives, is the man to find the balls. And he found the balls last week making two assists. So as much criticism as he reserved, as he, as 
as he gets and sometimes deserves, he is an unbelievable ball player and possibly the best in the world at picking out the passes. And that's not to put him on the same page as the likes of Messi and Ronaldo when I say the term best in the world, but he's best in the world at what he does, which is playing that crossfield ball, which is being a big midfield player who's able to who's able to not only be a ball winner, something he doesn't do enough of, but is able to have the skills to to shoot at goals, score goals, and set up goals, especially with long crossfield balls. I can only liken him to David Beckham was another player that had this uncanny ability to just ping out balls um, to anyone on the pitch. Now, obviously, you guys are going to reel off a bunch of names and say that, oh, this player did it and this player did it. I'm aware the hundreds of footballers can do it, but with the regularity regularity that Pogba does it, I don't think there's many around in the game at the moment. So they do have the tools to play this game, and I do feel that their best chance of winning this game is to catch Wolves on the on the break and um, and score like that. But I'm not picking Man United to win this game. I'm also not picking Wolves to win this game. I'm going to go down a different path on this one. Um, I'm going to go for both teams to score. I think Wolves were unlucky not to score last week, having a goal chalked off by by VAR. And I think that they will score this week. They won both the games against Man United 2-1 last season. And I think Man United were lucky not to concede. At the same time, Man United looks so good in attack, I don't think Wolves are going to contain them for, for 90 minutes again. I wouldn't be surprised if this game finishes up a draw. I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, either team win this 2-1 but one thing I will be surprised at is if we don't see goals that's why I'm taking both teams to score at 10-11 to in this game it's actually 10-11-4 and 10-11 against therefore technically I am able to put this out as my underdog play and seeing as I don't really like any draws this week and don't like any underdogs I think that's probably where I'm going to go with my dog play this week so let's move on to that portion of the show let's close out with the lock dog parlay no sound effect this week um didn't really get much feedback on it, so I'm not going to bother with it. If you guys want the Seinfeld uh, Seinfeld sound effect back, tweet me, at LockBetting. Um, the lock this week is going to be Aston Villa on the draw no bet market, which is available at a best price. I gave it out earlier. I'm just going back to double check because I often get comments that I can't find this or I can't find that. 73 to 100 at Marathon Bet, but regularly available at Betfair, Bet Victor, Coral, all these other places at seven to ten. So you will lose three pounds or three dollars on that, but you will be able to get it at seventy to seventy to one hundred or seven to ten quite readily. But I'm seeing a best price of seventy-three to one hundred there on Aston Villa on the draw no bet. If that one does end up being a draw, then I will owe you guys a double lock because pushes are not wins, pushes are voids, and um, I do want to put out thirty-eight locks this season, so I will void that off and come back with a double lock at one point this seat at some point this season in order to compensate for that. But we're hoping that Aston Villa can get the job for us, job done for us there on the draw no bet market. I don't want to risk them to win outright because I certainly do not want an 0-2 start on my locks after having such an incredible year last year. So being a little bit cagey and cautious with that, but it's still uh, well within the realm that I'm going to pick. It's not like I'm giving you a minus 200. It's still 70 to 100 or, or 73 to 100, 7 to 10 in most places. So a very decent bet there. I like that. I like Villa at home. I hate Bournemouth's away record. I think I think it's very much 
set up for for Villa to go and and get their first win of the season there, and uh, there's a big opening there for them to do so. The the dog play, I touched on it. It's not really a dog, I guess, because it's 10 to 11, yes, and 10 to 11, no. But through lack of finding anything better, I'm going to take both teams to score in the Man United-Wolves games. I know some people are going to turn around and go, how is it a lock when it's a pick'em? Well, um, how is it a dog when it's a pick'em? I, I don't want to give you... Um, something that I don't believe in and uh, I don't like any of the um, any of the underdogs really this week I could just go out and say yep Southampton are going to beat Liverpool um, but there wouldn't be too much conviction in that if I had to stretch out and go for anything else contrary to my statement at the start where I said that I fancy the home a promote newly promoted teams to all avoid defeats at home this season I think Palace are a good price at 21 to 20 I do think they're a good price but I'm sticking with Man United and Wolves both teams to score for the parlay again caution um I wanted to bolster this with Everton. I wanted to bolster this with Chelsea, but I have not. We had a winning parlay last week at around about even monies, and that's what I'm going for again. Manchester City at 8-15, to and Arsenal at 6-19. to The overall returns are £202 or $202 off a £100 or a $100 bet. That is going to be the parlay and... This is a rare instance where I do this. I'm going to make the parlay an official play this week. So do not look for a write-up. This is a bonus play. Uh, almost giving you that one on the premise that um, Aston Villa and Bournemouth uh, is a draw-no bet. So it almost eliminates the possibility that you um, that you get no play from this podcast. So an official play there on Manchester City and Arsenal both to win. So it's a unit there. And obviously the standard unit on all the locks is on Aston Villa to win uh, on the draw-no-bet market at 73 to 100. If it is a draw, you will be refunded. You will only lose this bet if Bournemouth are to go and win at Villa Park on Saturday. So, that concludes episode two from the 2019-20 season of the EPL show. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com. At the moment, we do have the first European show of the season available there for $10 patrons. For $60 patrons, you'll get all the anti-post football bets for the European season and the Premier League. In addition to that, official European bets and the official Premier League bets. I strongly recommend you guys upgrade, but I strongly more than strongly recommend you upgrade to the $125 pack which gives you all sports all in plays and a tracked service every single month you will get an Excel spreadsheet tracking all of the plays you have to be on the $125 package to be in the WhatsApp group to get all the in plays and to get a tracked P&L every single month I strongly recommend it and as would probably everybody who's already had it for the last 12 months very very successful so far that's it for me good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening guys Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. 
Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com info. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com info, netsuite.com info.